0: You're listening to klfm.org in beautiful Split, Croatia. people don't express themselves, they die one piece at a time. Laurie Halsey Anderson If death meant just leaving the stage long enough to change costume and come back as a new character, would you slow down or speed up? Chuck Palahniuk It is said that your life flashes before your eyes, just before you die. That is true. It's called life. Terry Pratchett.
1: Mid-Valley Mutations.
0: And welcome to another exciting edition of Mid-Valley Mutations. And this week we are continuing... The People Who Died, our third installment for 2021, which is certainly a bit of a sad way to begin the year, but I'm trying to think of it more as a celebration or uh, yeah, something more a little upbeat, maybe a wake. Hmm, I don't know. I haven't quite found the right words for it, uh, but certainly we don't want to sit here and go "Ugh, yeah this is just awful awful and dwell in the misery because this is some really excellent music that we have coming for you by people who are unfortunately no longer with us for a variety of reasons now i've done installments of this program in the past and that is why i'm only covering the last three years for this particular project but turns out A lot of people passed away in the last three years. So, we might be at this for a little while, Um, which is actually kind of something I'm I'm not at all sad about because, you know, I I think this program takes on many forms and different phases and and goes through permutations of its own as time goes on. And, uh, you know, it started many, many years ago as a DJ show. And yeah, sometimes just playing music is certainly a little different and and, and not quite what I normally do, Uh, but I think that in this particular case, these songs weren't kind of just enjoying And when you start to consider music by People We Lost, that isn't exactly something that the radio tends to do a lot of. There might be a tribute here and there when someone has passed, but not something like this where we are kind of doing a more academic approach to what happened. Anyway, I'm kind of going on and on, so uh, let's get into what we are listening to. We kicked things off today with Doris Day, who made it to age 97. On um, May 13th, 2019 when she finally passed. That's a pretty impressive run for almost anybody and uh, I don't think that uh, she's in any danger of being forgotten. <laughs> so Certainly a very cool and long career. Uh, you know, it was kind of hard to uh, pick something uh, Specific because uh, you know so much of Doris Day's music is kind of upbeat and whatnot uh, but it made a lot of sense to do this uh, sentimental journey, as they say, uh, only because it is kind of what we are doing today a, a, a sort of sentimental journey, as it were. Um, you know, yeah, I, I do tend to agree with uh, Hodgman's uh, notion that, you know, nostalgia is not necessarily the best thing that you want to spend a lot of time putting into your your brain Uh, but you know there's something about the particular i don't know sentiment as it were that feels very appropriate for today's program so that's where we are with that and then uh we went into a little more cecil taylor because it kind of makes sense that uh cecil is our uh, intermission music for this project Uh, But moving on, uh, you know, we actually kind of lost a number of people who performed in vocal and a cappella groups over the years. And so I think we're going to get into a little bit of this as we chronologically, or at least as close to chronologically as possible, approach today's subject, the people who died. So in doing so, let's roll the clock all the way back to the 50s. It's the Dells, here on
1: Mid-Valley
0: Mutations. And in spite of the morbidity, please enjoy.
2: Oh, wow.
3: Put me down
5: Way down inside of me Darling, I have only one desire And that one desire is you And I know nobody else ain't gonna do
4: I've lost all ambition For worldly acclaim I just wanna be the one you love Your admission that you feel the same I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of Believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart
0: You're listening to klfm.org in beautiful Split, Croatia. And that was the Ink Spots with I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire. Uh, An excellent uh, sentiment, certainly. Uh, Please don't set the world on fire. I I, I appreciate that. Um, Unfortunately, on April 18th of 2019, we lost Eddie Tigner. Who was uh, the keyboardist and uh, pianist for the Ink Spots? Um, So, uh, kind of a a, you know had a longer career actually, and was involved in a lot more than just that. But it's probably where you might know him from (laughs) if you happen to know that person's career at all. Uh, Before that, we had the Mad Lads with "Don't Have to Shop Around." Unfortunately, we do have to shop around for some new singers because uh, John Gary Williams passed away on June 3rd, 2019 at the age of 73. Um, Which, you know, it's a a pretty respectable run considering the lifestyles that some musicians tended to uh, lead when they were um, doing their thing. Uh, jim pike also passed away at the age of 82 uh, june 9th 2019 uh, he was in the letterman so we played the way you look tonight uh and then uh we kicked that off with uh, a little bit of the dells oh what a night chuck barsdale at the age of 84 passed on may 15th 2019 like i said a lot of people passed very recently and so this show is kind of uh ramping up as they say Um, so yeah uh, that was a nice little block there of some kind of vocal groups and and things like that i think we're going to kind of move a little further forward into uh the modern era here uh we're kind of um Well, uh, you know, some of these uh, deaths are people who are connected to very well-known people. And so you might not know the name of the person who passed, but you will certainly know the career that was affected and impacted by that person. Uh, And so uh, that is certainly the case with Dave Bartholomew. Dave had a crazy long career, made it to 100, dying on June 23rd, 2019. As Greg Proops would say, that is not a tragedy. That is a life well lived to make it that far. Uh, But Dave, uh, among the many things that uh, he did in his lifetime, uh, was one of the key collaborators and songwriters with Fats Domino. And uh, that alone should uh, uh, secure a position for dave bartholomew in the rock and roll hall of fame if for nothing else considering uh dave wrote almost all of the hits with fats it's pretty it's pretty astonishing so uh let's just kind of get into a little fats domino here as we we kind of move chronologically forward through another installment of the people who died part three for 2021 Wow. It's, uh, well, it's Meg Valley Mutations, and we're sounding like this, this week. You made me cry
6: when you said goodbye. Is that a shame? My tears feel felt like rain Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame You broke my heart When you said we'll part Ain't that a shame? My chill felt like rain Oh, well, goodbye Although I'll cry in ashamed, a shame My tears fell like rain Cry when you said goodbye. Ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame. Oh well, goodbye. Although. I'll cry. Ain't that a shame? i feel that a shame? You're the one to blame.
7: What do you think of the record? Great. I think it's good. You know, it's rather interesting because your opinion is rather important. This young man... One, two, three, four in the row. Danny and the juniors. Rock and roll is here
8: to
9: stay. And away we go. <laughs>
10: Ce grand bonheur qu'on affiche sans pudeur, c'est Ce pas sérieux, mon amour, mon amour. De s'embrasser comme ça dans la rue qui nous voit avec ses yeux trop curieux tout autour. Alors viens donc chez moi, viens chez moi, viens chez moi. Questionne, questionne, faudra qu'on leur donne, leur donne, une excuse valable, valable, et zut après tout, on s'en fout, Voler, fermé. je ne pense qu'à t'aimer, c'est pas sérieux, mon amour, mon amour, oui mais le plus souvent, tant on fait dans la vie, Que ce qui est sérieux, mon amour, mon amour C'est comme ça qu'on s'ennuie, qu'on s'ennuie, qu'on s'ennuie C'est comme ça qu'on s'ennuie, qu'on s'ennuie, qu'on s'ennuie C'est comme ça qu'on s'ennuie Next song we'd like to sing <laughs>
11: <inaudible> 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 Is
4: our
11: latest record Nehya <inaudible> Pog Or our latest electronic noise, depending on whose side you're on. Any road, we'd like to carry on with it. It's the last number. We'd like to thank you all for being so wonderful. (laughs) And it's called Help. One, two, three, four.
3: If what I'm doing is right or wrong No time to care if the sky is gray or blue Wonder what we'll be when it's all blue Sometimes I wonder
0: l f m beautiful split duration. well, that was a block of rock, as they used to say, uh, especially uh, of the old fashioned variety, considering what we heard in there. Uh, Starting things off with Fats Domino is always a nice way to get things going. Uh, But then we heard Danny and the Juniors, which, uh, strangely enough, uh, lost two members almost within a month of each other. Uh, April 15th of 2019, Joe Terry passed away at the age of 78. And then on March 17th, a month earlier, David White... Castaway very unusual uh, that that something like that happens. Although as you will hear later in the program Not exactly strange considering 2019 and 20 and how odd all this stuff is But uh, I thought that that was notable uh, considering that well Danny and the juniors were kind of one of those early proponents of rock music and and really kind of knocked it out of the park early on for white people, I should say. It had been going for a while among the black community. And uh, good for Danny. Uh, But no, actually, that uh, clip is from uh, American Bandstand, in case you couldn't tell, which is always kind of a fun little uh, thing to to find a little live version. Um, After that, wow, uh, we moved on kind of more into the modern-ish era of rock music uh, with a a French band uh, Les Chats Savages uh, or Savages, uh, however you want to say that. Uh, Dick Rivers from that group has passed away at the age of 74, April 24th, 2019. uh, They were uh, probably one of the first bands in France to play rock and roll at all. Uh, which uh, kind of made them be one of the opening acts for the Beatles when they came through and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, they had a nice long career. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, 74 is a bit a bit young these days, but uh, nonetheless, uh, um, tribute to uh, Dick Rivers and one of the few uh, great French rock bands of the 60s. Um uh, and then uh, we follow that up with a song by the Beatles, uh, not because anyone in the group passed, but uh, Joe Flannery, who uh, basically made his bones booking the Beatles until the Beatles stopped playing live uh, uh, yeah uh, um, that, uh, that was uh, um, the way Joe made his uh, living uh, in the early days and then uh, went on to do many other things but uh, passed at the age of 87 on March 28th 2019 so uh, we heard a uh, live rendition of Help which uh, I guess was one of the few live uh, TV promotional things they did for that album. They were already kind of getting to that point where they didn't really like uh, doing the normal band things. And you can really tell in the way that John is kind of messing with the audience and the introduction, which uh, I quite like. That was from uh, Blackpool Night Out, uh, I guess, maybe a program, something like that. Maybe if you're English, you know what that means. I don't. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. uh, We lost Scott Walker, which is kind of a big deal, considering how weird and unusual that gentleman is uh, and uh, the career that that person led. But, of course, Scott Walker got his start as one of the Walker brothers, uh, which um, that's what we played, because without Scott, the sun ain't going to shine anymore. Although Scott Walker was a very strange gentleman, so um, maybe maybe the sun will continue to shine anyway, and we will just learn to live without Scott, unfortunately. Passed at the age of 76, March 22nd, 2019. Uh, and then uh, we closed that little set off with uh, a song by The Charlatans, uh, Ain't Got The Time. A lot of people think The Charlatans basically invented the uh, psychedelic movement of the bay area uh in uh, those days um hard to really pin that on any one band there's a lot of people that were probably responsible um but anyway um mike wilhelm who uh was in the charlatans went on to have a fascinating career playing in the flaming groovies uh an excellent band that had uh played way past the point that people thought they would stop uh and then they kept being good in that period which was amazing so uh yeah um mike uh wilhelm uh quite a loss uh uh passed at the age of 77 may 14th 2019. sometimes uh just saying all that stuff is exhausting Well, let's uh, move on further into the decade. Uh, We'll get another innovator here on the show, someone who kind of invented something that uh, almost everyone ran with. Uh, I saw him a few times live before he passed, and he always put on an excellent show.
1: Meg Valley. Mutations.
0: Let's hear some Dick Dale.
12: Not to come. First time that I call, I wouldn't be standing here looking stupid. Whatever's going on. But I thought since I was in the neighborhood, I'd stop and see if my man was home. But it seems you don't need any more company. Looks as though you got it made. Seems like this old girl you once called y'all, she just didn't make the grade. I just stopped by here to see if you were at home. I see that you have come.
9: Leon Redbone.
5: <laughs> There's a great big mystery, and it sure is worrying me. I did it, what did it? I did it, what did it? Will somebody tell me, did it, what did it mean? Let us me pop and four, four, four. Come baby, give me some of that. I did it, what did it? I did it, what did it? Will somebody tell me, did it back.
9: Saying where Leon's going to be. is going to be March 14th at Westport Playoffs in St. Louis. March 15th, Park March, Chicago. this is latest. latest album, Leon Redbone. We'll be back in this month. Same way. <laughs>
0: You're listening to klfm.org in beautiful Split, Croatia. People living deeply have no fear of death. Anais Nin One lives in the hope of becoming a memory. Antonio Porcia many people die at 25 and aren't buried until they are 75. Benjamin Franklin.
1: Meg Valley. Mutations.
0: And welcome to Hour 2 of our program where we are running down some of the many people who have passed away in the last three years and kind of giving them another chance here on the show. Uh, Kind of a little tribute, honor. Mm, I'm not quite sure if they would be honored by this, but hopefully they would feel so because I really enjoy the music. And, you know, it's one of those things where some of these artists, people I don't normally play on the program, are people that I don't think about. And then when I hear one of their songs, I go, oh, yeah, which, you know, sometimes that's a... that's all it takes uh, to really go like, yeah, you know, they did kind of do something for us in the world of music, and they do deserve a little second lap around the, around, the, uh, around the whatever it is that they're running a lap around. Field? Track? Hard to say. Who knows? Only they do. Well, let's uh, talk about what we just heard and then let's move on to some more stuff here. Uh, yeah, in that last little block, we started things with Dick Dale, who uh, has passed, uh, unfortunately, but at the age of 81, which probably for him was a pretty ripe old age. Um, a lot of fun to watch that guy play. He was, he was uh, super, super uh, energetic, even, even in his older years. Uh, follow that up with uh, 13th floor elevators. We are absolutely going to miss you, Rocky, uh, who has now passed at the age of 71. And, and and perhaps some of those demons have passed along with him, and he no longer has to wrestle with them uh, as often as he did. May 31st, 2019 was when he left us. And uh, you know, similarly to Dick Dale, uh, I saw Rocky a few times as well, and you know, uh, a lot of people said a lot of things about his state of being uh, as he got older and whatnot, but I can tell you from watching him play, as soon as somebody put a guitar in his hands, he looked like he was very, very happy. And that's really all you need to know. He was great. Uh, I loved him. Thanks, Rocky. You were, you were amazing. Dr. John, uh, you know, certainly I don't listen to as much dr john as maybe i should but uh he is certainly a a num- a very weird weird gentleman <laughs> who um uh fits the kind of style of this program in a way that uh needs to be noted so uh, at the age of 77 june 6 2019 we lost dr john which is a, a real uh bummer because uh man um what a what a what a what an excellent excellent person um weird i should say but uh but nonetheless a a a beautiful gent anyway um you know uh, doris duke was someone i didn't actually know uh, until i was reading about uh, her uh, but She was actually discovered by Swamp Dog, of all people. (laughs) Uh, If you're familiar with Swamp Dog, then uh, certainly you know his legend. (laughs) He's an interesting cat, who also happened to be a record producer and uh, engineer and recording artist and a million other things in his lifetime, uh, and basically discovered Doris Duke. who, you know, kind of had like a rocky start to uh, her career. You know, uh, we have recorded some mo- demos from Motown that never actually went anywhere, unfortunately. Um, you know, was married to one of the members of the Cadillac, so that kind of got her in the door. But uh, certainly uh, she wasn't really making a lot of progress with her own solo career, not until she met Swamp Dog. And uh, really that kind of sealed the deal for her. Um, You know, she's kind of had an up and down career, had to change her name a couple of times, sister Doris Duke and whatnot, uh, trying to find different ways to uh, differentiate her from other performers. But anyway, uh, excellent voice, excellent songs, very cool to discover her. And and I'm going to have to check out more of her stuff because she's pretty all right. Uh, and then uh, we close that with a little uh, Leon Redbone uh, performing live on The Tonight Show. Uh, another person with a long career and a deeply strange gentleman, for sure. Um, but uh, certainly rooted in a kind of uh, performative uh, Americana slash blues rock type thing that, uh, you know, people seem to enjoy. I like him because of how odd he is. Uh, Passed at the age of 69, May 30th, 2019, Leon Redbone. Um, check him out as the uh, snowman in that uh, Elf movie. Yeah, he's he's, he's all right. Um, yeah, uh, I think we're going to move on. We got a little more here before we're gonna close out. And uh, up next, we've got Hal Blaine, one of the Wrecking Crew, uh, and probably one of the best drummers you've ever heard in the world um can't remember exactly who said this but uh the a saying among those in the music industry is that uh um you know uh 10 of the best drummers you've ever heard are actually hal blaine he's played on so many records he's been in so many groups as it were uh but his main gig the wrecking crew who also played on a million records uh is probably where you know him from um He's got the metronome beat that can't be beat. Um, And uh, this is a track that I pulled from a very unusual uh, recording. Now, Hal's been on everything. So I could have played probably 15, 20 different hit songs that you know by a different artist, and I could just clue you in and say, hey, Hal played on this one here. But uh, Hal actually had solo albums that he made, that you could enjoy and so uh, this is a cut from a really unusual one have fun play drums where the gimmick is that uh you're supposed to play along with how like you could he's too good but anyway uh the, this is uh, the last cut on the album it's pretty strange uh invaders and this just kind of gives you a taste of the range but also the precision of his drumming, uh, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's Hal Blaine here. On
1: Meg Valley Mutations,
0: and he's drumming for you like you've never heard before.
13: on the road again I'm on the road again But I'm so tired of crying But I'm out on the road again I'm on the road again I ain't got no woman just to call my special friend You know the first time I traveled out In the rain and snow In the rain and snow You know the first time I traveled out On my wicked
14: son,
13: take a hint from the mama, please. Long a lonesome road, all by myself. I can't carry you, baby. Gonna carry somebody.
0: Pete passed away at the age of 77 on August 19th, 2019. Willie Ford of the Dramatics passed away at the age of 68 on May 28th, 2019. And Kelly J. Fordham of Crowbar, I think they were a one-hit wonder from Canada, passed away at the age of 77 on June 21st, 2019 and you know all three of those aren't exactly the kinds of music that i would play on this show normally but each of those songs has a very strange element to them that's certainly kind of odd and certainly fits some aspect of how i learned about strangeness in music so yeah, uh, had to include those. Uh, probably the first time hearing all three of those for me. Uh, actually, no, I, I know I've heard "On the Road" and uh, "Oh What a Feeling" on the radio growing up, but I just uh, I couldn't tell you why, when, or how. Let's close our program and get into another installment of Dime Store Radio Theater. Uh, we're moving on to pay tribute to Elliot Roberts, uh, and I'm, you, know, you shouldn't necessarily know who this person is. Unless you happen to be really up on the various music executives that were running around in music uh, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, But specifically, uh, Elliot Roberts was a music uh, executive at Asylum, uh, which had uh, many important albums that were released over the years. Uh, But, you know, in particular, Elliot was instrumental in signing Neil Young just after Buffalo Springfield broke up. Uh, and Elliot Roberts managed many other people, uh, but uh, you know, certainly that alone might be a contribution worthy of all uh, music kind of taking note of Elliot's life and saying thank you because Neil uh, certainly is someone that you, you grow to love at different points in your life regardless of what kind of other things you're interested in. Um, You know, everything feels like we need more of a revolution, so uh, let's hear a little bit of the revolution blues. It's been...
1: Meg Valley.
0: Mutations. And, uh, yeah, this has been part three. The People Who Died. Catch you next week. Be seeing you.
1: Exactly. you Mutations.
7: Buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Time now for Rocky Jordan, brought to you by Del Monte Foods, the brand preferred by more women than any other line of canned fruits and vegetables in the world. Not far from the mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against the backdrop of antiquity. Del Monte presents Rocky Jordan and this week's story, The Loomis Affair.
9: It was five after eleven when I walked into the Cairo Bank of Egypt and stepped up to the safety deposit box window.
15: Good morning, sir. Could I help you?
9: Yes, I'd like to get into my safety deposit box.
15: Of course. Fill out this slip, please.
9: A moment later, I'd given her my key, she'd taken hers, and we stepped into the vault. Then she handed me my box.
15: Booth one is empty, sir. Oh, thank you. I'll be out here when you finish.
9: I stepped into booth one, shut the door behind me, and I opened my box. I'd come to check some insurance papers. It didn't take me long to find out what I'd come for. A few minutes later, I closed my box and was just getting ready to step out of the booth when something stopped me. I listened. It sounded like a low cry of pain, maybe, or, or like a cough that got caught in the throat. But whatever it was, it sounded unnatural. I listened again. All I heard was assorted sounds of the bank. And soon all the sounds confused me, and I wasn't sure whether I'd heard what I thought I had at all. I listened some more, then gave it up as a trick of my imagination. I turned my safety deposit box over to the girl. She put it away, and I left the bank to go about my business. An hour later, I walked through the front door of my cafe tambourine. Sergeant Greco of the Cairo police was there wearing his usual nasty look. He wasted no time. Mr. Jordan, you are to accompany me to the police station. What for?
16: The Captain Sabaya would tell you when he wishes.
9: Sorry, Greco. I've got a lot of work to do.
16: Perhaps I did not make myself sufficiently clear. You are under arrest. Arrest? I would like nothing better than a show of resistance on your part, Mr.
9: Jordan. Oh, evolution got mixed up with you, Greco. You should have come out with a white stripe down your back. Come on. Ten minutes later, we walked into the office of Captain Sam Sabia. Sam was sitting behind his desk looking real grim, but he wasn't alone. Sitting there, too, was the girl from the bank, the same one who'd given me my safety deposit box. What's this all about, Sam? Sit down, Jordan. I haven't got time to sit down. i got a lot of work to do. I walk into the tambourine and this, this throwback to sit a Sit down, Jordan. You shall learn what this is about in due time. That is
17: all, Sergeant Greco. Yes, Capitan. Now, Miss Farno, look at this man. Is he the one?
15: Yes. He came into the bank this morning, and I let him into the safety deposit vault. What time? A few minutes past 11, Captain. The exact time is recorded on the slip of paper he filled out.
17: Tell me what happened after you gave him his safety deposit box.
15: Well, booth one was empty. I told him he could use that one. He went into it and shut the door. A few minutes later, I... I saw him standing outside the booth. He handed me the box and left hurriedly. Then, some minutes later, we we discovered what had happened.
17: Thank you, Miss Farno. That will be all.
15: Yes, Captain.
17: Jordan, you of course know of a man named Frank Loomis. Sure, I know him all right. I might even say that you once had a rather intense conflict with him, and not so long ago at that. I
9: threw him out of my cafe, if that's what you mean. Loomis is a bum, you know that. He's taken a page out of the book of those old Chicago gangsters, trying to set up a protection racket. Tried it on me, and I threw him out. You too, Jordan, appear to have taken a page out of the book of those Chicago gangsters you talk about.
17: Frank Loomis was knifed to death in booth number two of the Cairo Bank of Egypt at approximately 11 o'clock. And you, Jordan, appear to be the one who killed him. Hey, now, wait a minute, Sam. I've you examined g- the evidence, Jordan. There is no question that you were in conflict with Loomis. There is no question that you were in the booth next to him at the approximate time he was killed.
9: Well, there are other booths. Someone else could have been on the other side of him. Booth 3 was empty.
17: It is true that booths 4, 5, and 6 were occupied, and those people would be questioned as a matter of course. Hey, but... that list
9: of names on your desk.
17: Those are the names of the people? Do not look to them for hope, Jordan. The evidence against you is too strong. Just what do you got, Sam? Jordan, let me explain first that Loomis's safety box was in the booth with him. It contained a packet of $5,000 in American money. Obviously, the motive for killing Loomis could not have been robbery or the money would have been stolen. So far, that means nothing. The medical report shows that the knife severed a bone. It would require a person of strength to kill Loomis with a knife as he was killed. There
9: are a lot of weightlifters in
17: town. The inkwell in Loomis' booth had spilled, and Loomis, before he died, spelled out your name with his finger.
9: You're serious, aren't you? There
17: are further things I wish to investigate. Just do not make any plans
9: to leave Cairo. That is all for now. Well, Sam wasn't kidding, that was for sure. I felt like the tide was moving in because I knew what it meant to have Sam against you. Well, I walked to the corner, hailed a cab, and climbed in the back seat. And I pulled a slip of paper out of my pocket. It was the one Sam had on his desk. It listed the names and addresses of the other three people who were in the bank booths at the time Loomis was knifed. I figured the killer had to be one of those. Name one was B. Mulak, 178 Sharia Ifram Pasha. B. Mulock turned out to be a she pushing the century mark. She met me at the door with a crooked cane in one hand and an ivory-handled earphone in the other.
15: I... Uh... What is it, you ask?
9: I said, do you know a man named Loomis?
15: Oh, Loomis?
9: Loomis, L-O-O. Look, at 11 o'clock this morning, you went to the Cairo bank. If
5: you say so, Effendi.
9: You got your safety deposit box. Uh,
5: If you say so, Effendi.
9: You went into number four booth.
13: Fine tooth, indeed it is, Effendi. It is the last one I have got.
9: Let it go. You don't know anything about Loomis.
13: Loomis? Uh,
9: Sorry, I must have the wrong place. <laughs> name two on the list was Nicholas Markedian, a high dignitary in the Greek Orthodox Church. That turned out to be a blind alley, number two. The last name on the list was Joseph Diotto. Address 17 Sharia El Moor. My cab pulled to a stop in front of his place late in the afternoon. I ran up the walk, rapped on the door. No answer, so I tried again.
18: Peter,
9: I'm looking for Joe Diato.
18: He isn't
9: here. I'll speak to whoever is.
18: It'll be a one-way conversation. Nobody's here.
9: Open up, or this door will be looking for hinges.
18: You're a smart guy.
9: (laughs) It gets results. All right, you're in. What do you want? You Joe Diotto? That depends. I think you are. And those suitcases over there say you're going on a trip. That's my business. Well, I'm making it mine. You know a guy named Frank Loomis? I've heard of him. He was knifed to death in one of the booths of the Cairo Bank this morning at 11.
18: My condolences to Mrs. Loomis.
9: You were in one of those booths at the bank around the same time Loomis was killed. Was I? The bank time record says so. You a cop? No, but the police will be here soon. Too late. I'll be gone. You look too good. I don't think I can let you go. I don't think you can stop me. Want to try? Joe Diotto's hand slipped down into his pocket. I had the feeling he was wrapping it around a gun. Then he just stood there, waiting for me to come forward. I figured there was no percentage in it, so I pivoted and walked out of the place, hoping to make him think I'd given it up. I got into my cab and had the cabbie pull to a stop around the corner. I didn't have to wait long. A few moments later, another cab went by, Diato, in the back seat, so I tagged him. He ended up at the Cairo airport, and I saw him disappear into the crowd. I started out after him, then I heard the PA speak.
15: PWA Constellation, flight 673 for Athens, Rome, Geneva, and Paris. Now loading at gate two. That
9: was it. The plane. I had to move faster. I pushed my way toward gate two, but I never made it. A heavy hand grabbed my arm and spun me around. So, Mr. Jordan, I find you here at the airport. Get your hand off me, Greco. you
16: get my sleeve wet. You, Mr. Jordan, are in no position to tell me what to do. I find you at the Cairo airport preparing to take flight from the city. Take flight? Hey, wait a minute. You got this wrong. I have not got it wrong, Mr. Jordan. You were told by the Captain Saboya not to leave the city. And yet I find you at the airport preparing to board that plane for another country. But what other action were we to expect from a murderer? Joe D'Otto's getting on that plane. He's the one that's skipping. He's Loomis' murderer. A fabrication, Mr. Jordan.
0: You're listening to klfm.org. In beautiful, split, Croatian.
16: I'm afraid you will not be able to talk your way out of this.
0: No, your head gets fatter all the time, Greco. I tell
16: you, Diano's getting on that plane. We have positive proof of your guilt in the Loomis affair, and we are sure of your motive. You remember the packet of $5,000 in American money found in Mr. Loomis's safety deposit box? Yes, yeah, sure. We have now found a packet of $15,000 in American money with Frank Loomis's stamp on it. Loomis's money, stolen from his safety deposit box. And you know where we found the $15,000? In your safety deposit box. Well, there is no question about it. You killed Loomis and robbed him. Do one thing
9: for me, Greco. Stop that plane. Get the auto off and question
16: Hmm. It appears we are too late to take Mr. The Otto off that plane. But it doesn't seem to matter much, does it? We have our man anyway. Come along, Mr. Jordan.
7: Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan.
15: Am I glad I heard about it. It's Wonderful, simply wonderful.
7: Well, okay, if you say so, but what?
15: Why, Larry, Del Monte tomato juice, of course, what else?
7: (laughs) I might have guessed. That natural flavor always gets everybody enthusiastic.
15: Honestly, I never thought I'd find a tomato juice quite so fresh-tasting, so naturally good. It tastes just like summer.
7: Mm, Maybe it tastes like summer to you, but it tastes just like big red tomatoes picked right off the vine to me. Appetizing? Say, when you get real, true tomato flavor like that, you've got an appetizer for sure.
15: That goes for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And how the youngsters do love it after school.
7: Well, it doesn't sound as if one can of Del Monte tomato juice lasts long at your house.
15: Goodness, no. Buy at least two or three cans at a time and keep it handy. That's my advice.
7: Friends, you'll welcome that advice, too, once you enjoy the fresh, natural taste of Del Monte tomato juice. Look for it at your grocer's tomorrow. And now we take you back to Cairo And tonight's Rocky Jordan story The Loomis Affair
9: Well, I was sitting in the neatest frame Since Whistler's mother Loomis was dead as far as the police were concerned, I was it. I was in the bank booths at the time Loomis was knifed. He wrote my name on the blotter before he died. His money turned up in my safety deposit box. And to top it off, Joe Diano, the guy Sam should have in my place, was winging his way out of the country. I began to feel real trapped like a chorus girl at a sailor's convention. The Greco nudged me down the street toward where his car was parked. He figured he was going to get himself a medal taking me in. He shall ride in
16: my car,
9: Mr. Jordan.
16: Aren't you taking a chance with me, Greco? You and I alone? We will not be alone. Abdullah is in the back seat. Into the back seat, Mr. Don't, Jordan.
18: Don't shout, Abdu- Sergeant, and don't reach for your gun. Uh, I have mine pointing right at you.
9: The voice came from the back seat of Greco's closed car, but I couldn't see the face. All I could see was an overcoat and a pistol. But it wasn't Abdullah, that was sure. He was folded up on the floor and there was a lump behind his ear.
18: Get the sergeant's gun and police whistle, Jordan. What is the meaning of this? I want Jordan. Well, you'll have
9: to get in line.
18: I am in line. At the head of it. Well, coming? Or would you rather stay with the police?
9: Oh, I'll take the change. So, Mr. Jordan,
18: you think you are escaping from the law. This will go hard with you. Get quiet and put your friend out of the car. Well, we'll take him with us. Now, go on. Yes, yes, of course. All right, Jordan. You drive. I better keep to the back streets, Jordan. Still got that gun on me? I know. I'm a friend. Yeah? What's the name? Butler. That draws a
9: blank. Why don't you move up to the front seat so I can see your face? I'm uh, not much to look at. How about a reason then? Why'd you spring me from Greco? I don't think you killed Loomis. Police say I did. They've uh, been wrong before. Well, they got a good case. I was there at the time
18: Loomis was killed. His money turned up in my safety deposit a box. Robbery? That proves my point. Loomis wasn't killed in a kind of money. He's not the type. He's the kind who gets it out of hatred or revenge or something like that. You sound like you know a lot about him. Yeah, I do. Then who killed him? That's what I thought you could tell me.
9: What's your interest?
18: I want Loomis' killer. Oh, I
9: think I get it now. You spring me from the police so you can pump me for information.
18: Well, it's fair. Your freedom for the killer's name.
9: Oh, I'd say Joe Diotto.
18: Joe Diotto, huh? It could be.
9: He was on that plane that took off from the Cairo airport. Where to? He didn't say.
18: Pull us a stop, Jordan. What now? You're getting out. Hey, <laughs> uh, Jordan. I've got some advice for you. Get yourself to the nearest private airfield and hop a plane out of the country. Yeah, maybe I will. But don't go Jodiato's way. He's for me. Sorry, Bartlett.
9: I think I will have to go his way. He's my out. Maybe. But you're a sucker,
18: Jordan, if you don't play it safe. Go to South America.
9: I don't like the climate.
18: Okay. Then I got a feeling you're asking for trouble.
9: Bartlett ground the car into gear and took off. He could talk the way he did. It was easy. He wasn't up for murder. I was, and I wanted off the hook, and Joe Diotto was my out. I had to find out where he went. I found a telephone, put a quick call into the airplane office. Yes? Oh, This is Mr. Lambert of the British Embassy. I'd like to make an inquiry about your flight 673. Yes, sir? You had a passenger on the plane named Joseph Diotto. Could you tell me his destination, please? Official business.
15: Oh, one moment, please. Mr. Lambert? Yes? Mr. Teato had purchased a ticket for Rome, but he is not on the plane.
9: What?
15: He turned in his ticket at the last minute. As far as we know, he has never left the city.
9: Oh, it was cockeyed. Teato had made a beeline to get out of Cairo, and it turned out he hadn't left at all. Well, I still had a chance. The problem was to find him. I went back to the airport and spent a lot of time talking to cab drivers. Forty minutes later, I hit the jackpot.
16: Oh, yes, Fendi. I very well recall a man of that description, that Mr. Uh, Diato. Where'd you take him? I took the gentleman you referred to, uh, (laughs) to police headquarters downtown. Police headquarters? Are you sure? Oh, yes, Fendi. I am absolutely positive. Uh, Where's the nearest phone? Uh, There is a public telephone over there, Fendi. Oh,
9: thanks.
18: Sam Sabayo speaking.
9: Uh, Sam. Jordan. Jordan, turn yourself in.
17: You are in enough trouble already without trying to escape. Look,
9: let's talk about Joe Diato.
18: Oh, yes, Joe Diato.
9: I understand he ended up down at headquarters. Yes, Jordan. Mr. Diato is here even now. Did you get anywhere, Sam? Can you crack him?
17: I understand, Jordan, that you are of the opinion Mr. Diato
9: killed Frank Loomis. Yeah, that's right.
17: Jordan, we have questioned Mr. Diato extensively. In fact, he kindly postponed his trip to Rome, Italy, just so that we could talk to him. For your information, Mr. Diarto is an agent of your own American police force who what? was in Cairo on special business. He was cleared by the Egyptian government Department of Security
9: and is in no way connected with the killing of Frank Loomis. Now, wait a minute, Sam. There must be some mistake. There is no possibility of mistake, Jordan. Now, I suggest you turn yourself in since you cannot escape responsibility for Loomis's death. Sorry, Sam. No can do. There must be another answer someplace. Sure, there must be another answer someplace, but where? I went through the list of people who were at the bank booths at the time Loomis was killed. B. Mulak, the old lady of the fine tooth. Nothing there. Nicholas Markidian of the Greek Orthodox Church. Nothing there. Joe Diato, the American police, cleared by the Egyptian Department of Security. Nothing there. But there had to be an answer. Someone killed Loomis. Someone somehow put his money in my safety deposit box. Then suddenly it hit me. There was someone else at the bank booths. Someone who I hadn't even thought about. I was still in the phone booth, so I picked up the phone book, threw it open to the Fs, and got an address on Sharia Rokar. All right.
15: Mr. Jordan.
9: Surprise, Miss Farno.
15: Well, I, I didn't. Really...
9: I'll come in if you don't mind.
15: I don't think that you. Thank you. You shouldn't be here, Mr. Jordan. The police are looking for you. I heard it on the radio. I
9: can't think of a better place to be, Miss Farnham.
15: I don't know what you mean, Mr. Jordan.
9: I didn't kill Frank Loomis.
15: The police say you did. I don't know. I I just told them what I knew and But then...
9: you didn't tell them all, Miss Farnham. What? Now look. Look at it my way. Yes. I know I didn't kill Loomis. Someone else did. So I check on all the other people in the booths. One by one, they get ruled out. But then there's someone else who had access to every booth. Someone who looks real innocent but who had a better chance than anyone. You.
12: Mr. Jordan. I'm not finished.
9: Loomis's money turned up in my safety deposit box. Aside from me, you were the only one even near my box. I gave it to you with my key to lock it up. All I had to do was turn away for a few minutes and you could have slipped the money into the box. When the police opened it, they could easily assume I killed Loomis for the money.
15: That would be a little difficult to prove, Mr. Jordan.
9: Ah, I wonder. If the police run a close fingerprint check on the packet of stolen money, I wouldn't be surprised if they found out that you handled it.
15: I, I don't know that that will mean anything.
9: Well, don't bet on it, sister. All the police needs is a little crack like that, and they'll drag the whole true story. What was the Loomis killing all about? It wasn't robbery. What was it?
15: Frank Loomis was an awful man, Mr. Jordan.
9: Yeah, that's right. He was a crook, con man, all around no good bum.
15: And the blackmailer.
9: Yeah, figured to be something like that. Tell me what happened at the bank that you didn't tell Sabaya.
15: Well, I put the money in your safety deposit box, as you said. But the killing? Well, while you were in booth one, Frank Loomis was in booth two. I went in and knifed him. That's all. Are you sure? Yes, yes, I killed Frank Loomis.
9: No, you didn't, Miss Farno. What? The medical report said the knife severed a bone. Sam said a person of strength killed Loomis skinny little girl like you couldn't have done it. It was a man.
15: No, Mr. Jordan, it was not a man. I did it. Who's I, in the next my... room, Miss Farno? The next room? There's
18: pipe ashes in the tray. What? Or are you the type who of... I told you you were heading for trouble, Jordan. Ah, Bartlett. Guess it figured. Don't get rash, Jordan. This gun might go off. Why'd you kill Loomis? Alice told you. He was a blackmailer. Only he was blackmailing you, not Alice. I ran a lumber business. My books uh, once took a little fixing. Tax evasion stuff. Almost got a hold of them and pressed me. Uh, it clears
9: up now. He had them in a safety deposit box at the bank. You had to get to him, so you played up to Alice to set up a robbery scheme.
15: He didn't play up to me, Mr. Jordan. We're going to be married.
9: You got the
18: ceremonies mixed. It's a hanging, not a wedding. Uh, you're both wrong. No hanging, no wedding.
15: What do you mean, Bart?
18: It's a double shooting, and right now. I don't need you anymore, Alice. Bart! What do you take me for? Do you think I have to saddle myself with a mouse like you? Bart,
15: you don't mean that. After all, it was I did a
18: didn't... game, baby, a game. Only you didn't see it
9: though.
15: way. Bart, I... Bart, those things you said to me,
9: those evenings... Well, that started her off, and as she spoke, she got a savage look in her eye and moved closer to him. Soon she had him so worried, he took his eyes off me, and that was all I needed. I took a quick step and grabbed his gun off. I tried to yank away, but I wouldn't give, so his other hand reached down to pick up a cigarette tray and made for my head, but my foot was faster. It lashed out at his shin and he howled. I didn't wait for the pain to die down before I buried a fist into his stomach. And another one full into his face. He folded up on the carpet and he was through. I picked up the gun. The The telephone operator will will connect you with Captain Sabaya at headquarters, Miss Farnham.
15: Yes. Mr. Jordan, what will happen to me?
9: Uh, I don't know. We'll have to go down to headquarters. There's still a few things that need cleaning up. Now go on, put in the call. We'll talk about you later. (laughs)
7: In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story... I don't pretend to be a fortune teller by a long shot, but I certainly can predict another big year ahead for Del Monte Catsup. It's already an outstanding Western favorite and making new friends every day.
15: Well, I guess we know our good eating. And Del Monte catsup has such a big share of rich, lively
7: flavor. Oh, that it has. A tangy, tasty, extra-tempting flavor that's just naturally friendly to other foods. And we men are just the ones to appreciate that kind of zip and zest, too.
15: You'd better include women in that. I've never seen a catsup like Del Monte to pep up plain foods, like hash or, or beans, And don't think any budget-minded housewife is going to forget it.
7: Yes, Del Monte catsup does have a special flavor all its own. And that's because it has a special ingredient all its own. It's pineapple vinegar. And it coaxes out all the rich flavor from those luscious, vine ripened tomatoes Del Monte uses. Only Del Monte has it. Only Del Monte catsup has it. And what pineapple vinegar does for catsup flavor is really something.
15: And just imagine... Del Monte catsup actually costs less than many other quality black brands.
7: You know it's Del Monte for flavor and value, friends. So be sure to ask for Del Monte catsup next time. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. <laughs>
9: Well, it didn't take Sam long to show. I told him what had happened and Alice Farno verified it. Sam threw Bartlett into the wagon and took him in. Alice Farno and I went back to Sam's office in his limousine. Sam poured a round of coffee and we went into some of the other things that hadn't been cleared up. Miss Farno, what I should like to know
17: is why you placed the stolen money into Jordan's safety deposit box.
15: I didn't know it was stolen, Captain. Bart told me Mr. Jordan was going to help him and... And that money was Bart's payment to Mr. Jordan.
9: I see. Uh, about my name on the blotter, Miss Farno. Yes. Bartlett spilled the ink, took Loomis's hand after he was dead and wrote my name with his finger, huh? Yes. Why did Bartlett snatch me away from Greco? How was all that song and dance he gave me about looking for Loomis's killer? I,
15: I don't know why he said that to you, except perhaps to keep you from becoming suspicious of him. But I do know that I asked him to free you from the police if he could. I could not see you convicted of a killing that you you didn't do.
9: Huh? What now, Sam? Miss Farno, I suggest
17: that you go home and rest. We will contact you later.
15: Yes, Captain Sabaya. Oh, Captain.
17: Yes, Miss Farno?
15: I just want to say that while I knew Bart was going to steal the tax books from Mr. Loomis, I did not know that he was going to kill. Yes, I see. You see, a girl does not always know that true nature of the man she falls in love with. Goodbye, Captain Sabaya.
17: Goodbye, Miss Whannell.
15: And goodbye, Mr. Jordan.
17: Goodbye. Uh, Sad case, Jordan. Yeah. What are you going to do with her, Sam? Well, I have some alternatives. I could charge her with accessory to the murder of Frank Loomis, or I could simply charge her with accessory to the robbery of Loomis's money. Or... Or I could let her go. Thanks, Sam. I did not say I would let her go,
9: Jordan. Let's look at it this way, Sam. I got a couple of alternatives, too. Hmm? I could sue you for false arrest, defamation of character, raise a lot of noise. Or? Or let you go. I see
17: your point, Jordan. Shall we consider the incident closed? (laughs)
7: For the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products.
15: Del Monte catsup and chili sauce. Del Monte tomato sauce and tomato juice. And Del Monte whole peeled tomatoes.
7: Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by Gomer Cole and Larry Roman, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jane of as Sam Zabaya. This program is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember, you have a date next week at the Café Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is The Face of Diana. put gay summer flavor on your table with Del Monte fruit cocktail five ripe luscious fruits ready cut ready mixed a real flavor treat It's quick and so delicious for first course salads or desserts Del Monte fruit cocktail Larry for speaking Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: Exactly mutations
0: You're listening to KLFM.org in beautiful split Croatia.